NATO as well. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this is John Kramer with the Book Marketing Success Podcast. And today I have Grant Ferry as a guest, and he writes about innovation and the importance of innovation. So, Grant, the first question I wanted to ask is, what is innovation? Well, thanks, John, for having me. So from my perspective, innovation is essentially creativity plus commercialization. That's where creativity is the use of imagination to develop new and useful ideas, and commercialization involves taking those new and useful ideas and putting them into commercial use or extracting value from them if it's not in a commercial setting. Okay. Uh, so innovation involves both creativity and also the ability to implement it in some way that uh, causes it to be useful. Correct. So at a little bit deeper level, it's it's about understanding and managing the process of creativity and marshalling the resources and capability needed to transform, sorry, transform those selected ideas into commercial reality or some new value. <laughs> okay. Mm. So um, in that context, you talk about the innovation imperative. What is that? Well, in essence, it's innovate or risk dying young. So we're now operating in a business environment where we're virtually in a technological arms race. There's a high degree of uncertainty and complexity in the business environment. And importantly, an increasing pace of innovation that results in fierce competition. So it's innovate or risk dying young. Uh, And in case of a small business, an entrepreneur, it means that uh, your business fails. Or in the case of a book author, it means that your book that never takes off. It never really starts selling. Nobody really starts to champion it. Um, nothing happens. We don't because, get that. Because you didn't do enough to innovate in some way. So right. now book authors are essentially entrepreneurs. They're small businesses, or as you like to say, they're owner-operated businesses. And there's one question I had that, why is it that owner operators or small businesses uh, tend to innovate less than the larger corporations or larger businesses? Well, there's a few reasons, but it can start with a lack of appreciation of the critical importance of innovation to survival and success. Secondly, it can, it can be, and often is, a lack of um, in-house personnel trained in business management and innovation, whereas larger corporates often have those resources in-house. And then from there, it moves to a lack of dedicated external resources to support small businesses in getting started on their innovation journey. Okay. And probably finally, there's those who have a crack at it, but they do it in an ad hoc or misguided manner, or they embark on a large-scale project that's high risk and it fails. And eventually what happens is they result in a loss and withdraw all their future investments from innovation activity. So they jump on the bike, they fall off, and they stop. Do you think it's harder for a small business to keep innovating compared to a larger business? No, not necessarily. I think it's just a matter of prioritization, allocating those resources and having the focus. That's that's the key issue involved here. What about like for a book author, you know, most of us are one person businesses, you know, we write the book, we create it, and that's where most of our innovation comes in. 
and then we tried to uh market the book and <laughs> then innovation dies in some ways and part of that is just because we're one person uh it's probably easier if you have a team working on so- uh anything to innovate agreed um teamwork is an essential part of boosting creativity where possible so it's it's harder to be super creative as one person as opposed to having a team of people around you um, being focused on that creative process. Okay. So what what is one of the biggest mistakes that a owner-operator business or a small business uh, makes when they're trying to innovate or, or make, you know, a significant change? Relate back to some of those other responses, but number one is failing to make the choice to innovate. That's, that's the biggest mistake. Uh, and then the second thing is, which is very much related to that, is having a mindset that innovation is beyond them. What's the domain of startups or large corporates? And then it moves into not knowing how to get started with innovation. Um, yeah, because that's quite challenging for book authors, small business owners. They just don't know where to start and where to get the support they need. And the final one is about not undertaking the necessary prerequisites to effective innovation. So they end up giving something a go, it fails, and then they stop. I see a lot of uh, book authors try out a number of different things and then they just give up. They say, well, it's not working. Uh, there's no audience for my book or no one seems interested. And I think that certainly the most successful authors tend to find a way to innovate, to, to come up with some new idea or at least uh, some motivation uh, within themselves to do something a little bit new, a little bit different to help market their books. Um, is Would this be the same case with, say, a smaller business uh, in terms of how do they – how do they get beyond what what are their strengths in in doing innovation do they have any strengths certainly do um, those strengths come from that smaller size scale so it's the speed of decision making and the agility and ingenuity that comes from being smaller and the ability to pounce on opportunities and address threats quickly okay so th- those are some of the strengths what are their weaknesses other than not having a team I presume that's one of the weaknesses. It comes back to making that choice, prioritisation of the resources needed to innovate. They're they're the main weaknesses because it's hard work. Innovation can be hard. It is hard work, but it's (laughs) it's not rocket science. So it comes back to choosing to innovate and maintaining that focus. So for small business owners, authors, equally the same, it is focusing on the engine room, of the business to generate the income that comes in every day as opposed to investing sufficient time and effort into, you know, income for tomorrow and the next day in the new ideas that generate that. I'm often surprised with book authors. I will present them with a new idea for book marketing or something like that. And it's like they sort of, I feel like they're just staring at me, (laughs) you know, and they're, it's like they can't, quite make the leap to make a change in what they're doing that might actually make a lot of difference for them. 
Yes, and I guess to some extent, you know, in writing a book, it's a huge amount of effort that's gone into this venture. And to some extent, they might be a bit worn out by the time they come out the other end <laughs> to do the things that are necessary to capture the value of all that work they've done. Um, that could be part of the issue. Um, right, and and certainly a, a lot of authors, it's the creativity in creating the book, in writing the book, organizing it, coming up with the ideas in the book that uh, – they're probably best at, but then when they have to get to the point of, okay, how do we get this idea, this book out into the world? I presume that owner operators, small businesses have that same kind of situation where they create something great and then they have to think, okay, how do I get this out into the world? Exactly. So that's very much the commercialization aspect of the innovation process that we spoke about. So Right. It's the creativity plus the ability to commercialize that new and useful idea. Not okay. One, not one to the exclusion of the other. When you say commercialization, you know, then I'm thinking the authors are saying, well, I don't want to, you know, force myself on people. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to market. I don't want to seem to be selling something. I just want people to read my book. Now, the thing is that in wanting somebody to read your book, I think that part of that is is that you've got to, in some sense, commercialize the idea. You have to take the time and possibly the fearlessness to actually step out to do something a little bit different than everybody else is doing. Would you say that that's true for a lot of uh, small businesses and owner-operators? Absolutely. Uh, There is a requirement to get the product, the service, the book, whatever it is, out into the marketplace so that people can get the value of it. There could be a lot of value in these books that authors are writing, but if you can't get it into the hands of people, they don't know it exists, they can't come across it, they can't buy it, um, all that value is lost. So is there a key element... uh for engaging uh, in some sort of effective way or efficient way of innovating so that you actually end up uh, commercializing what you're doing. Yes, there is. But you know, one of the key aspects is making sure this is for the small business owners and, and other business owners um, is that you have to first lay the foundations for effective innovation. So it's no good engaging ad hoc or, misguided innovation, if that innovation efforts are not centred on the core needs of the business and where it is heading, that becomes a waste of resources and a withdrawal of those investments into the future. So the first step is to is to get the mindset of the people right, making the choice to innovate, having a clear direction from the business owner about what they want from their business and what they want out of their life and how they can align their business to achieving those goals. Next comes setting a clear business strategy. And then from there, and only after do we get into the innovation space, where do we develop an innovation strategy? And then the processes and systems required to innovate and the people management systems that make up the creativity and idea generation component of innovation. Yeah, so when, when somebody, I mean, essentially... 
your most businesses, owner operator business, small business, entrepreneurs, book authors, at some point they have to get started with the new idea uh, or the innovation. Now, for authors, that new idea may be their book, but at some point you have to do something beyond that. You have to figure out a way to take that book and find the right audience for it and get them to be aware of your book or, you know, other businesses. It would be your product, your service. You open a new restaurant in the city. How are people going to find out about it? Things like that. So there must be some... What are the steps to get started, I guess? Well, generally speaking, the, the steps to get started with innovation, if I talk more broadly about businesses, is getting those prerequisites done that I spoke of uh, in terms of the mindset and the choice and the business strategy. And then starting with a, a well-developed innovation strategy so you know where to focus those initial resources selecting a project that has the potential to provide some meaningful value without being all-consuming or high-risk, something that suits the size of the organisation and its current level of innovation capability. And then planning that project and allocating the resources necessary to accomplish it so you, you can't complete innovation without allocating some time and effort and resources to it. And importantly, making sure that that initial project focuses on solving the right problem. Often mm. we, often in business, what happens is we think, what about if we do this? Rather than spending the time to really understand the nature of the problem that needs to be solved before we go about solving it. And then, then developing the right way to um, solve that problem and managing the knowledge and, and improving your innovation capabilities and processes as you go along. So for smaller businesses, start small, but start soon and learn as you go. And don't start with a project that's outside your capabilities. I suppose that's part of what uh, a problem is for a lot of book authors is they never define the problem they're solving. Uh, all they're doing is writing because they want to write. And so they write their novel or they write their nonfiction book because, well, I got an idea. I just want to write it. But they don't often think about, and this is probably important in terms of marketing, is you have to think, well, what is the problem I'm solving for people? Uh, now, with a new novel, the problem is, you know, people aren't, you know, having fun reading books or something. And so your innovation, I guess, would be the to solve their problem by creating a book that's really entertaining. But for nonfiction, it gets a little bit more complicated to define, I guess, what exactly you're solving, what's the problem that you're solving, and how are you solving it? Would you say that that's true or not? Possibly. Like, I think it depends on what the genre is. So, you know, if the problem is a lack of entertainment, so you're trying to create entertainment, um, you're definitely solving a problem there. If it's an educational book, there's a knowledge gap you might be solving there. So it's been clear about that problem. And I think as a general rule, authors probably face the biggest problem of creating demand for their books. So they write the book 
as you said, it's a topic they want to write about. They might not be clear on what the problem is they're trying to solve if, if they are trying to solve one for a customer at the other end. <laughs> that thought process might come too late, um, but ultimately creating demand for the product is one of the common problems I would imagine that authors face. Yeah, and I'm surprised how many authors spend all this time writing a book they complete it and then they go, Oh, how am I going to sell this book? (laughs) (laughs) And I tried to tell authors, you know, as you write the book, you should be selling it. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, then you can start to discover, you know, what problems you are solving for people. And is it a problem you, you know, the people want solved? Correct. And is it a value problem, a valuable problem that people are willing to pay something to have it solved? So what problem did you solve with the innovation opportunity? The problem I see in the business world is there's a lot of innovation knowledge and a lot of innovation tools, but they're largely directed at startups or large corporates. And there there isn't the tools and the innovation knowledge that is modified to suit the needs of an owner-operated business. Owner-operated business represent a very large portion of our economy and they miss out on the resources they need to innovate properly. And I'm trying to fill that gap to the best I can by providing resources that are dedicated to the needs of owner-operated businesses. So you're actually going beyond just the startups. You're looking at the mom and pop restaurant that's been in business for five years and then they stopped innovating or maybe they're stuck with all the same recipes they had, you know, five years ago and maybe they need to change a little bit or do something to innovate either the way they're marketing or something like that. So. The chances are there are a lot of owner-operator businesses that have been around for a while, and they get stuck. That's exactly right, and that's exactly the target market because those same people generally um, have a big dose of innovation when they get kicked off. Okay, But over (laughs) time, time they get tied up in the day-to-day operations and innovation becomes something that's forgotten about. And that is the innovation opportunity, if you like. It's making that choice. It is addressing the imperative and it's about um, aligning the the owner's needs and getting the business to perform at a level that will deliver on those owner's requirements or desires or aspirations. Great. You know, actually, you, you made me think about something. There are a lot of book authors out there that have had a book, you know, it was published five years ago. And they sort of gave up on it. But what you're saying is that they shouldn't have to give up on it, just like a a small business or, you know, an owner-operated restaurant or something like that. Maybe it's gotten stuck in one way of marketing and stuck, uh, you know, finding the audience and so on. But if you don't take the chance to think differently or to innovate in some way, that innovation opportunity that your book talks about – you know, I think that means that 
even if you've been in business for five years or 10 years, you still have a chance to make a change that could make a lot of difference. Absolutely. Yes, it's about breaking away from the status quo and, and making sure you're innovating at a pace, at least fast enough to keep up with the industry pace of innovation and preferably somewhat faster so you can capture a greater share of the industry profits. And for an author, that's book sales. Interestingly, the first people to pick up on ebooks were really the authors. They were the ones that innovated, uh, you know, marketing with ebooks. The big publishers, they were so stuck in their, you know, idea that, well, we sell print books and only print books can be bestsellers. Only print books can be sold by a bookstore. But the author, the independent author, they were looking at it and going, well, gosh, this is one way I could meet my audience and uh, make a real big change. And so I think part, at least, of the ebook revolution in publishing was actually brought about by the authors. Uh, Stephen King, uh, actually produced one of the first ebooks as a serial. Uh, he released, uh, chapter by chapter and I think he made a lot of difference that way. And I think that that's where our opportunity is in today's world with things like NFTs and um, podcasts and some other opportunities that as an owner operator, because we're the author and the self-publisher, we have a chance to make what you call the innovation opportunity uh, a big deal in how we uh, continue to market our books. Absolutely, and it's often in means breaking away from those mental models that the industry has about itself. And, you know, in your example, the book publishing industry had this mental model that, it, you know, had to be in paper. It's about breaking away from those mental models and and finding alternative solutions. Okay. Uh, Grant, I wanted to thank you. Uh, your innovation opportunity, is that available in the U.S. Uh, as well? I know, you know, you're from Australia. I forgot to tell people that. Um, down under. Um, but <laughs> Or up on top, if depending on how you view it. Uh, but is it available in the U.S., in Europe, uh, elsewhere? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And you have two books. Uh they're both called the Innovation Opportunity, book one and book two? Yes, I got slightly different subtitles and obviously different uh, aspects of capturing that opportunity. Uh, one deals with the prerequisites to the innovation that we spoke about and the other one deals with the core innovation aspects. And where would they find out more about your books? Do you have a website uh, that they can go to? Yes, that's www.fortitudebusinessconsulting.com.au. FortitudeBusinessConsulting.com.au? That's correct. All right. That's great. Uh, so people check it out. Uh, I think you may find that will help you to rethink how you market your books, business, service, whatever it is that you're trying to reach out and get more people to discover and appreciate. Thanks a lot, Grant. Thank you, John. Okay. <laughs> There, let's see. It's, oh, that's where I stop it. <laughs>